We play and call it work. Mini Wargamer Dave here from MiniWargaming.com. Welcome, Wargamers, to the Shrine of Chaos. If this is your first time in the Shrine of Chaos... <laughs> it's because... Uh, yeah, we had a little bit of a technical hiccup there, but that's okay because mistakes are made, but because chaos is forgiving, it'll just grow a mutation and you'll never know that you had a diseased arm beforehand and you will not be judged for it. Chaos Space Marines. That's the giveaway today. Sometime near the end of the show, I'll be giving that away, a box of 10 Chaos Space Marines. For those of us who don't collect Tau, you can't collect Tau. If you're a Tau player, then you must leave the Shrine of Chaos. You are not invited to the Shrine. You're not allowed in the Shrine. You shall be booted. All of the cultists, all the followers, all the lords of Chaos, the aspiring champions, everyone who is a Chaos follower will kick you out. And uh, I'll be doing that at the end because it's just fun. Gifts of Chaos are fun to give away. It's not even Christmas time. Just imagine when it is Christmas time. It's, it's going to be a really, really good time. There's, maybe there's going to be a really long stream of some sort where gifts are given out. I think that would be a really, really good thing to do. I think that would make me feel better. And that is a complete selfish thing to do is just to give out stuff to people. And like you're going to accept it whether you like it or not. Jay Vagabond, thank you very much for subscribing. You're a good person who likes people. I'm going to talk about Fallout today, and the reason why I'm talking about it is because that is the next immersive narrative campaign experience that's coming up. A little hot in here. i got to take this off. No, I did not have a monster right before this, Tom, if that's what you're thinking, but that's what we're going to talk about. The Fallout, the immersive Fallout narrative campaign experience. Uh, let's see, the, the Fallout, the immersive Fallout campaign experience. The Resident Evil immersive. No, okay, the Fallout narrative campaign experience there we go there's a certain wording to it and the reason why i made it so long is because it fully describes what it is it is fallout for those of us who are wondering based on the popular video game the game that i have played many years many games throughout the series i've played and i've loved it i have immersed myself in the world of fallout many an hour many a time probably too many hours but that's okay that's beside the point I'm, I'm making a campaign based off of it. I've already filmed one last year. I think it was in February or January of last year. I filmed a campaign with Aaron and Sean, and it was a lot of fun. That was more of a test run. It was a trial run. It was a They were guinea pigs in an experimental type of campaign that I wanted to do, and I, it has since spawned the Resident Evil narrative campaign experience, which has already been filmed. It's already been experienced here at the Mini Wargaming Bunker. And the next one that is coming up is the Fallout narrative campaign experience. Oh, there you go. See, I got the name right. And what that will consist of is this. Picture this in your minds. Picture you are one of the four players because it'll be a maximum of four. I made the other one more than four, but this one having experienced four players, four is definitely the max. If it's more than four, it becomes too cumbersome. And four is that sweet spot number where people can have a really good games master to player ratio experience throughout the entire thing, whilst interacting with each other as well. Four players. You're one of the four players. Picture this, okay? One of the four players in the campaign. The actual game system itself is based on the rules is based on the Warhammer 40K 8th edition rule set. So if you already know how to play 40K, then you don't have to learn anything new. There's some custom rules that will be added on top of it, but you're, you're already familiar with 40K, so it's all good. It's all part of the experience. Another thing, too, is if, you're, if you don't know how to play 40K, you can also experience the campaign because 40K isn't overly difficult to learn. It doesn't take very long. 
and it, uh, it, I'm just using the basic rule set at that. There aren't a whole bunch of units with a whole bunch of special rules that you have to learn on top of it. You are representing one character, one person on the battlefield. Whether it's a guy or a girl, whether it's a dog, I was going to say dog meat because that's a dog, um, it's going to be a person that you'll represent and you will be vault dwellers and you will be released from your vault into the world to scavenge and to experience the world as we now know it. And for those of us who are thinking, how does this fit in the Warhammer 40k world? Well, it's because it takes place on a frontier world. And as we know, and on frontier worlds, there's a lot of gray area for these worlds to be a certain way. They can basically be any way you want them to be. They can they can be like the wild, wild west. They could be tribal. They can be futuristic. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, it's basically the uh, the inqu or the uh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not the Inquisition. Not the the Imperium. There you go. Wow, basic word. That's when it, 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 there's so much chaos in my mind. The the enemy word did not come to my mind right away, but that's okay. Again, it's forgiven. It's grown over the diseased arm. It's now mutation. That's what we're going to go with. That's the, that's the excuse that we're going with. So it, it takes place on a frontier world. So whatever narrative that takes place is able to logically take place within the world of 40K. So any story can be created. By the way, the posts that have gone out today and notifications they have asked for, they have called for, have made out an open call for any story ideas. Because last year there were a number of writers that submitted story ideas that I have included and integrated into the previous Fallout campaign. And they turned out to be phenomenal. What I did afterwards is I stitched all of the stories together and I made it cohesive and I made it make sense into a campaign. And so for those of you who have creative ideas who would think it would be cool if your ideas took place in this campaign that's about to take place, then uh, let me know. Dave at miniwargaming.com is the email and submit your story idea. It doesn't have to be like a huge paragraph or whatever and you don't even have to submit it at all. This is just if you want to, if you think it would be cool. I'm not looking for ideas, but I'm not going to turn them away either. So the default is I come up with the story. I come up with everything that takes place. But if you have, if you love Fallout, if you're a lover of Fallout and you love the lore behind it and you think it'd be really neat if you saw your story idea take place in the campaign that will be filmed, then by all means, submit an, an idea to me. It could be as simple as here's an idea for a scenario. Uh, here's an example of one of the previous ones that happened in the previous uh, uh, campaign. There's a sneaking mission where there's a whole bunch of mutants. There were super mutants, and they were guarding a loot box filled with bottle caps and weapons and ammo. And you needed to sneak because you were outnumbered by the super mutants. And if they caught you, then everyone would know they were, they'd be alerted to you and know that you were there and they would just all start shooting. So you would have to sneak in and t silently, stealthfully take out as many super mutants as you can before you get to the loot box. And then once you get to the loot box, then you escape. That was an idea mission. That was a mission idea for one of the missions that took place. And I think there was 10 missions that took place before which I'm aiming for the same amount because that's just a good amount and it's fun and and uh, we, we shall see how that plays out again because uh, 
that seems to be the sweet spot, sweet spot number as well. That's a good amount of meaty uh, missions and experiences, and I, I think that'd be sweet. Now, I was able to manage that with with the Resident Evil campaign. There was uh, there was a that many missions, and it seemed to work out well. So we'll we'll stick with the same amount. Now, that's just the actual gameplay. It is custom rules on top of the 40k rule set. Custom rules being you have one character, you represent one one character on the battlefield. That player is you for all intents and purposes. And you are scavenging the wasteland with your teammates. You're collecting items and you are sharing them amongst yourselves. You're working together as a team cooperatively to fight against the common enemy, which you don't know who it is yet. Is it going to be raiders? Yes, for sure. There will be raiders in the wasteland that you'll be fighting. Are there going to be super mutants? Yes, there will be because you'll come across bands of super mutants. Are there going to be... Uh, Is the Brotherhood of Steel going to be there? Yes, the Brotherhood of Steel will be a faction represented on the battlefield at some point, whether you interact with them, whether they're an enemy, whether they're on your side, all of the above. Is there, will it be uh, synths? The answer is yes, there will be, because I will base this off of Fallout 4, because I am a fan of Fallout 4. Fallout 76, although I had it and played it a bit, I didn't invest nearly as much time into it as I did with Fallout 4. That just seems to be the baby, the the one that I love the most out of all the Fallout games that I've played. I fall, I played Fallout 3, Fallout um, New Vegas, which was a lot of fun as well, Fallout 4, and then 76. And out of all those, Fallout 4 was my favorite because there's aspects of it that were just so much fun. I love that you could build settlements. You can you could trade supplies amongst and in between the, the settlements and build them up. And I thought that was phenomenal. And that as well will be an aspect of the campaign when you are here as a player participating in the campaign. You'll be able to build up a settlement after you escape your vault. Uh, by the way, because it's immersive, no, I'll get to that in a minute. I want, I want to talk about the actual mechanics of the, the campaign first because that's that's the meat of it. That's Every day you'll be filming with me. I'll be your games master, and then you'll be You'll be representing your character on the battlefield, collecting items. All right, here's another mechanic. This deck of cards right here, this represents uh, about a uh, a third of the deck. I'm showing it right now for those of you who do not know. It says Fallout and 40K on it. It is a custom deck that I have made, completely fan-made. This isn't official in any way. This is just a fun way that you can play 40K. I made this deck, and I also assigned items... And not just items, but stats to go with the items. For example, this is Med-X. It reduces the damage of the next shooting or melee attack down to one. That's what that does. Because in the game itself, you pick up these items and they do things. So I have used the items that you would find in the Fallout universe or world. And I've assigned 40k stats to these items. Here's another example. This is the Shish Kebab. It is a melee weapon, of course, and basically it is a power sword, which would make sense, right? If you found one of these things, it'd be a power sword. Here's a fun one. In addition to the items and weapons, there are also stratagems that I've crafted because stratagems are a thing in 40k and you get command points. So here's an example of a stratagem that you would find. Strongback. You can generate an additional D3 command points per mission. I had to make it make sense in the mission per the stratagem that I that I created. So here's another one. Here's kind of a fun one. 
Nerd Rage. When your character is reduced to one wound, all damage received from shooting melee weapons is reduced to one for the remainder of the mission. That's actually kind of like medics, but it's the stratagem. And then there's also other weapons as well, kind of like common weapons that you would find. Here, here's a, it's let it focus. It's a lead pipe, strength user, damage one, so just like your, your common melee weapon. Although, successful wounds on enemy units cause a minus one penalty to weapon skill on their next round of combat. That's just a little narrative flair that I added to the weapon just to make it make narrative sense because you're being hit with a lead pipe. You might see stars around your head if that happened. And I have a whole deck of these, and they're all different. And how you use these in the campaign is this. You come across these items or weapons in boxes or crates or chests or lockers, and you open them up. But by the way, you got to lockpick them if they're locked, and you have a lockpick skill. And that lockpick skill is based off of your leadership because, like I said, the stats of your characters, is the, it's like 40K stats. It is 40K stats. So you have movement. You have strength and toughness. you got your weapon skill, ballista skill. You have a number of wounds and leadership. Your leadership stat is kind of like the intelligence stat in the actual game of Fallout itself, how important intelligence is when it comes to leveling up and how it affects other abilities. Picture the leadership, the equivalent. So your leadership is very important because to make a lockpicking roll, you make a leadership test. But an idea that I got from playing the Resident Evil campaign, this came from the players themselves, is that the leadership stat is actually going to be broken down into a few other types of stats, like substats. One of them will be lockpicking. Another one will be stealth. Another will be social. We'll call it social or social interactions, right? And uh, another one is perception. So those four will be sub skills from the leadership you can have like your basic leadership stat but then you have the substats which you can upgrade individually according to how you would like to build your character and in addition to this you can actually grow your character per the experience that you gain throughout the campaign because you gain experience by killing things or by successfully interacting with npcs because there's going to be npcs on the battlefield as miniatures, as characters, which I'll play out with you because it is a role-playing game in addition to the tabletop wargaming game that it is. So it's a hybrid of these two because I love role-playing games. I've loved them since I was a kid, and I am incorporating this into this in this campaign because it was a lot of fun last time, and it was a blast doing it in the Resident Evil campaign. And so I'm doing it again in this one. So prepare for the role-playing some missions will be heavy on role-playing. Others will be light on role-playing. And also, there will be role-playing interactions in between missions, interactions which are not filmed. And this is where the theatrics come in. And this is where the, I don't want to call it LARPing, but it is LARPing because it is live-action role-playing. It is role-playing in the real world, in real life here at the Mini Wargaming Bunker because there will be roaming NPCs in the hallways, in the rooms, in the studios, in the hall. At any given moment, there will be NPCs roaming this place. You'll never know when they will be here or who they'll be or who they'll represent or how you can interact with them. They could be good or bad. They could be neutral. You can get money from them or you can... Uh, take 
or they can uh, receive your money. Uh, we'll call it that. But there will be certain interactions, and there may be items or war gear on them that you can gain by successfully interacting with them. And some of these items and war gear uh, will be physically represented in the real world. Here's an example of what I'm talking about. See this? This is a bottle of Nuka-Cola. This is a bottle that gives you D3 wounds back in a mission. It's a practical use item in the actual game itself, but it's a thing that you could actually find here at the bunker. Now, if you happen to see this in one of the vending machines, then you can buy one of these, and you can actually use it in the campaign because everything is interactive. The whole bunker is interactive. Your bedrooms, by the way, the participants will be staying here at the bunker, and in order for this to happen, they need to stay at the bunker because everything is interactive 24 hours a day at any given time. So if you were to be gifted one of these on your bedside table, then you use it in the campaign. Furthermore, if you were to find one of these, who recognizes this? For all you Fallout fans, this is Jet. This is something that you take in order to temporarily increase your stats in a mission. So if you were to get it, if you find it, then you can use it in the mission. You add it to your inventory, which is limited. It's finite. It's not infinite because although you can carry a lot of stuff in Fallout, so you'll be able to carry quite a bit of stuff, but there is a certain max and that'll affect your movement if you're over, if you're over encumbered. Also, there will be other important items that you'll find. These are holotapes. So you may find these. You may find special holotapes around the bunker, which you'll be able to play. That'll give you vital information regarding the missions or regarding your character or regarding the overall narrative of the campaign. You never know what you'll be able to find at any given time. And you'll have an idea of how it'll interact because each item is represented on a card. So once you have a card, then you can... Or once you have an item, then you can trade it in for a card, and it'll tell you what the stats are. For example, this is a pipe pistol. This is an actual pipe pistol that if you find uh, and you, on your next mission, trade it in for the card, you'll be able to see what the stats are, and you can play it in the game itself and use it as a, one of the weapons that you find. There's going to be clues around everywhere. Picture every day there's like a scavenger hunt, and you never know what you may find around the bunker anywhere in the bunker. There are locked rooms in the bunker, which you'll gain access to throughout the course of the campaign. And you'll do that by achieving certain things along the way. If you get infected with radiation and you find rat away, then you'll be able to rat away that radiation because you'll find it. Or if you are um, wounded and you're like heavily wounded and you happen to find one of these bad boys, then this stim pack can bring you back to full health. Also, if you find one of these fusion cores, yes, it is absolutely correct. This is a fusion core to a suit of power armor. Now, power armor is rare, as we know. Although in Fallout 4, throughout the course of the game, you find a lot of power armor. But in this one, because you're vault dwellers and you're survivors and you're scavenging the wasteland, I'm going to make it rare that you find it. And uh, I'll make the fusion cores rare because there's nothing like having so much inventory that you feel so invincible that nothing scares you anymore. There is a constant state of fear that I will place you in because it's more fun that way. It's true. It is actually very true. 
don't haven't you ever noticed that games that are too easy you just you get bored with them because you just like or the mods i don't know if you guys have ever done this but i've done it in fallout where i've um, installed some mods that help me do things like help me fly help me destroy things have weapons that one shot kill massive uh, creatures death claws and it's fun for a couple minutes but then after that i'm like well I'm invincible now. Now now I'm bored because it doesn't take any work. There's no satisfaction or reward doing anything because I am all powerful and now there it takes the fun out of it. It takes the joy out of it. So things will be scarce because we are after all roaming the wasteland, scavenging for everything, for food, for clothes and war gear and weapons, you name it. That's how it's going to be. Oh, would you look at this? got some buff out yeah this will help you as well in a certain way which will be represented on a card which if you hand it in to me before the next mission i'll give you whatever the stats are for that particular item which is buff out and see this check this out okay this is psycho you know what Hold on. all right so here's an example you find psycho you find it here let's say you find it uh, in a locker physically here in the bunker and then you bring it to me then I will give you this this is the card associated with the psycho and it tells you what it does it's plus d3 damage to the next melee attack it's as simple as that but the fun part is actually finding these items around the bunker because scavenging and finding items is so rewarding I don't know what it is about it it just when you find stuff in the wasteland I could spend hours playing fallout not actually accomplishing anything, just roaming the wasteland and finding items and enjoying it so much. And that's just one of the aspects of Fallout that I love. And that's one of the aspects that I want to incorporate in this campaign because that makes it more flavorful. And it makes it nostalgic for those of us who are Fallout fans. Oh, I also have this. You know, I got to show this off too. Um, this is this is something that I'm also incorporating. Uh, for those of you who remember this as part of Fallout 4, if you remember these guys, bobbleheads, and uh, how rare they are and what they do, they will do the exact same thing. So if you find these, they will increase your stats of your character. And they will, uh, I have a bunch of these. I'm not going to show you how many I have or which ones I have, but I'll tell you this one. This is perception. So this will increase your perception stat, and it'll make it easier for you to notice things and, and uh, that sort of thing. And here we go. We got a strength one. So this is a strength bobblehead. So if you find this bobblehead in the bunker somewhere, it could be in one of the studios. It could be underneath one of the t- tables in the studio. You just never know what you'll find at any given time throughout the course of this entire campaign. By the way, it's a five-day campaign. It's an immersive campaign. You will live and breathe Fallout, and I will live and breathe it with you. It'll be a lot of fun. Oh, take a look at this. Here's another one. Here's another bobblehead. This is a... Here's a melee weapons one. Now, these bobbleheads are actually from Fallout 76, but I'm going to tailor them to make it fit in the narrative of this campaign, which is based on Fallout 4, which means that it'll it'll upgrade the stats that you have, and, and if it doesn't, then it just will. I'll just make it fit somehow because that's what we want. Oh, by the way, well, there's more weapons to be found here physically. Like uh, this one, this isn't uh, from Fallout 4. It's from Fallout 3. I want to say Fallout 3. Possibly New Vegas. It's one of the two. 
Who knows what this weapon is? Who could tell me what this gun is? It escapes my mind right now. In the meantime, I'm going to read this comment. And it says, I bet Dave walks up behind Steve and just yells to chaos to see a big guy jump. Well, although that'd be a lot of fun. Um, ooh, let's see. Dukesarmerp says, I would attempt to actually drink the rat away and shoot up with the piston pack. Well, you might need tetanus shots afterwards. And this is a, a real nail, so you just got to be careful. Um Sub day, I've been watching since your Demon Prince video back in the day. Oh, Brian, that's a long time, man. That's over a decade. So thank you for sticking it out this long. That's incredible. I love hearing that. That's that's awesome. All right. So uh, where were we? We were talking about weapons. Yes, yes. Okay. So we got weapons here. There are more weapons coming, more physical weapons coming, because there's nothing like holding the physical weapon that your character has. Oh, by the way, the miniatures that will be used in the campaign they're going to be modeled in such a way where whatever weapon you have, uh, or I'd say pistols and possibly some other types of guns that are easily modeled, they will be magnetized so that you could represent them on your miniature because it's just a lot of fun that way. Things like the fat man uh, may not be modeled because it's just like a you know huge thing or a junk jet you know that that may not be modeled just because there isn't a model for that but there's a shotgun model there's a rifle model there there's all these weapons that can be easily incorporated onto your model and have you have it equipped on you because seeing that physicalized on the miniature for some reason also adds another element to the overall experience and that was one of the feedbacks from Resident Evil players is, is that there was a little bit of that, but there could have been more of it. And they said that more of it would have been better. So I'm taking that feedback and I'm applying it to the Fallout players and it's going to be fun. I'm going to like that. That'll be done beforehand. The models from Fallout, uh, the uh, the game from Modifius, uh, the one that they made, uh, there's certain miniatures that they have made for the Fallout game, miniatures game. And they... They did a fantastic job with their models. They look really, really cool. And I'm really, really tempted to use those guys. In fact, I probably will use those guys because they just look really cool. Um, and so I, those are the models that will be used that you can choose from as one of the players. Um, yes. Yeah, I, I'm making that decision right now. And I'm going to just... Okay, you know what? I just saw something on the shelf, and I have to show it to you because I'm so excited for it, and it has to play a part in the campaign because it is just very quintessential Fallout. So just wait one second. Okay. If, if and when you come across one of these when you're here at the bunker, then you'll be able to equip it on yourself. For those of us who don't know what it is, well, I think you know what it is, especially if you're a follow-up player. This is a Pip-Boy. And you'll be able to actually wear it because this is a, I want to say wearable. It's a wearable Pip-Boy. So you can wear it on your wrist, and it'll help you with your character. It'll increase your stats, and it'll... It'll do fun things for you. But again, 
these will also be rare uh, because they're not everyone has a pit boy i mean you do technically but if there's a group of survivors then there will be certain players with them because uh if you happen to find it or come across it or get a clue to one then it'll be part of your character then it'll be part of the experience same thing goes for a suit of power armor it's rare it may or may not happen if it does it's awesome and you love your life and you're that much more confident shooting the super mutants and the enemies at hand that roam the wasteland. That's just a lot of fun. By the way, kid in a candy store when it comes to all this stuff, because there's a lot of stuff here. I've only shown you a fraction of the stuff that's come in. It's a combination of getting things off of Etsy, trading things, purchasing things, making things. It's been a combination of it all. So um, uh, it's been a, a good long a good amount of preparation for this campaign. And so there's a lot of elements that will be added to it that I've never added before in a campaign thus far. And I'm super stoked for it. It's going to be exciting because when you find this, I want to see the look on your face when you find this fusion core, because you know, it goes to a really fun piece of war gear that can make you save the team for a mission. And that's one of the best feelings on the planet. And one can't deny this. That's all I got to say about that. So now I'm going to interact with you guys. Okay, because... uh, uh, Yeah. All right, see, what are your stats, Dave? Now, see, when you say stats, what does that mean? Oh, you know what? That actually spawns a different thing that I was thinking about in the preparation of this. In Fallout, it's very typical for players to be assigned a certain amount of stat points that they can assign to their skills and abilities. I'm going to do the same thing in this campaign. I'm going to give the players a certain amount of points that they can add however which they want at the beginning of the campaign, and they can assign them. Once they're locked in, they're locked in. So if you want your guy to be able to move 12 inches, that's fine. He may suffer in toughness because you don't have enough stat points to make him more rounded, but he moves really, really quick. So it really all depends on how you want to build your guy. We'll do this from the beginning. You have control over it. You have you control the destiny of your character starting from the very beginning. And I'm also going to create skills that are specific to certain character types. For example, if you want to build your character to be stealthy, then there will be skill trees that exist that apply to characters of that nature. And once you upgrade to certain levels, you'll have access to skill trees that you can add to your character. And you'll have certain abilities that'll be special abilities that you'll then be able to use further on in the campaign. And that's just one type. It's going to be stealth, and then there's going to be like strength and close combat ones, shooting ones. There's going to be a whole bunch of skills. And that's, see, that's where the fun comes for me. That's uh, creating the stuff behind the scenes and then presenting it to you later on as one of the players, and then you can choose how you want to build your character later on once you have the experience points to do so. Oh, by the way, it's a lot of fun killing guys. (laughs) See, that sounds horrible, but it's absolutely true. It's fun gaining experience by killing guys because that's how you gain experience. That's the the vast majority of the experience that you'll gain in the campaign is by killing enemies. And uh, when you get critical roles, then you'll gain more experience. Or if you get critical fails, then you'll gain experience as well because you'll learn never to do it that way again and you've made yourself vulnerable and uh, susceptible to damage. It's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Uh, The 
character sheets. It'll be laminated. And it's all going to be dry erase so that you can just uh, upgrade your stats very easily with a picture of your character on it. And uh, you'll you'll have these cards. Like once you collect your items, these items will be part of your war gear, and you can just place them on your on your character just so you know where it all is. Each player receives a booklet that they'll have. And uh, when you when you collect a physical item like this, let's say you get this gun, you can have it for a while. And then once you trade it in for the card so that you know the stats for it, then it goes back into circulation and then it is replaced with the card. Yeah, that way you're able to find multiples of the same thing and it makes more sense. It doesn't make it so there has to be a million bottle caps everywhere, but should you find a lunchbox filled with bottle caps, then you'll con- you can earn- you can add that to your character. Oh, by the way, did you guys know that Max Aggression is a store here attached to Mini Wargaming? In front of the bunker, Max Aggression Gaming is the store. And when you are here as one of the Fallout players and one of the Wasteland survivors, that Max Aggression Gaming will be a store that you can purchase Fallout items from. And when I say items, I mean weapons. When I say weapons, I mean weapons that have a cost associated with them, a bottle cap cost, and they may be too expensive for you to buy at the very beginning. So that's something that you can look forward to later on in the campaign once you've collected enough bottle caps for it. Maybe a plasma rifle, maybe a plasma pistol, maybe a whatever behind the counter, but you'll be able to see it. It'll be in plain sight, and you'll be able to physically buy the gun, and you'll be able to add it to your character once you have enough bottle caps to find it. You'll find bottle caps in many different ways. You'll find them throughout missions. You'll find them by achieving missions and actually successfully uh, completing missions. You'll find them around the bunker. You'll find them on NPCs if you interact with them in a certain way, in a desirable way for them, in order for them to give you bottle caps. There's going to be many ways in which you can earn bottle caps. And then there's going to be ways in which you can spend bottle caps. And one of those ways will be at the store here because that is another level of immersion that I want to see happen because that is just fun for me. It's all, it's all for selfish reasons. That's really what it is. I want to see players buy items using bottle caps in the store. And for that reason, I've included that element into this campaign. This sounds like a combination of an escape room and an old school Necrona campaign. Yeah. Actually, Necromunda is a close second to what this campaign will be. There's going to be elements of it. There's going to be upgrading elements to it, experience elements, items, war gear, stat elements, skill tree elements. There will be role-playing elements as well, and there's going to be live-action role-playing elements in addition to all of this. Oh, by the way, each bedroom in the bunker comes equipped with a smart TV. And on these smart TVs, you'll be able to play messages found on these holotapes. Now, these holotapes are holotapes in the world, but in the real world, there's going to be a USB key, which you'll be able to convert the holotape into so that you can play the message on your TV. And then you'll be able to find what it is. So the messages could be a number of different things. It could be a video message from an ally giving you a hint or a clue to something that you need in a mission. Or it could be a clue to where a certain item or war gear is hidden in the camp, hidden in the bunker, and it'll help you find it. Or it could be the location to uh, a hidden stash 
where there's a lot of ammo and weapons and bottle caps. Or it could be a, a threat from an enemy. You just never know what will be on the holotape, but when you receive one, you'll be able to actually play it on one of the smart TVs in your bedroom. Why aren't we killing yet? What are we talking about? Uh, what are we talking about killing? There's, there's a lot of stuff that you will be killing. Are you going to go against a death claw? You better believe you will be. You'll be killing that, and you'll be gaining experience from it. Yes, and uh, for those of you who are saying that it sounds awesome, yes, uh, it's, it is going to be awesome. It will be unlike any other campaign that I've ever done in the past. It'll be a combination, a culmination of all of the things that I've loved in all previous campaigns combined into one because I have learned from previous campaigns. I've learned what I've loved and what I've liked and things that I want to incorporate because they just sound like they're fun to include, kind of like the store idea. I think that's fun to include. Kind of like the roaming NPCs throughout the bunker. And you'll never know when these NPCs are here, if they are NPCs, if they are in character. It could be one of the mini wargaming staff. They could be an NPC at a certain time. And if they are and you interact with them, you can get bottle caps or items or war gear or experience on your character. You just never know. Or it could be a complete stranger. And they can interact with you in a certain way. They may be in costume, may not be in costume. It may not be obvious, or it may be very obvious. You'll just never know. Oh, also, all times of the day, things will happen, and things will be in play. Because in Fallout, you travel into the nighttime, and things happen at nighttime that you may not have control over. In fact, it's kind of scary when things happen at nighttime, because you're a little bit more vulnerable at nighttime. So all rooms at all times, will be in play in the bunker. Except for the bathrooms. Those are the only rooms that are off-limits. They are yours and you're alone. They are the portals to the real world. Everywhere else is in the fallout world, here at the bunker, when this happened. I am not gone. I am right here. If you guys are still here with me, let me know. If not, everything is good. So this is what I'm doing. This is going to happen really soon. This is actually going to happen in February. So I'm coming up with an exact date. There is actually an exact date right now. So I'm in the process of making a video for this, a promotional video, uh, a promotional video for it. And once that is released, then I will open up the four player spots. It is first come first serve. So if you want to participate in the campaign, uh, you'll know when I announce it you'll know that there's only four player spots because I, there's a finite number of spots. I can't have a lot of spots for it. And I want the experience to be awesome for those four players. And if you are one of those four players, it'll be an incredible experience because the amount of time concentrated on you will be immense. And it'll be an experience that you'll remember for the rest of your life. And you'll never forget it because you will escape to the wasteland for a week it's actually six nights but it's a week it's a week here in the bunker and when you go back to your real life you're going to miss the wasteland you're going to want to come back to it because there's going to be so many fun things that you'll do uh, the food is going to be normal but it's a catered event so you don't have to worry about all that the food is here um, <laughs> I was actually thinking of going as far as to make the food part of the campaign 
where you have bottle caps and you actually have to spend a portion of your bottle caps on rations for the day. And depending on the rations that you get will depend on the food that you get. But the only problem with that is if you happen to not have any bottle caps, <laughs> then you might not get any food. <laughs> I don't know why I think that's funny. It's a little sadistic, but uh, I think it would, I think for hardcore immersionists, that might be a thing. And I may include that as an option for players who wish to go that far. Otherwise, the default will be. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Okay. So, Couch Warrior, you just said get people to sign up for hardcore mode. Okay. Um, yes. Uh, you know, that might be fun for a day, but once that real hunger and the hunger pangs start to set in, you may not enjoy it so much. But if you are a hardcore immersionist, you know all about that stuff. I mean, I, I, I would suspect that you're the type of person that would go out into the woods for 10 days and to survive on water and raw duck and love it and be cold the whole time. So I, I don't know. I don't know. So I, I think, you know what? I'm going to, I'll ask the participants. I'll ask you when you sign up if you would like that as an option. And if you do, then I'll give you details of what that option would be. And then I'll let you choose. I'll let you decide. And then I'll warn you. And then I'll remind you that you've made the option and give you an out and give you an opportunity to change your mind. And if you still decide it, I will give you a third warning and say, are you sure you want to proceed and forge ahead using this hardcore mode, even though you may not eat for a week? That's a little extreme. You'll probably still eat and but just won't eat as abundantly as you may normally. And then if you still say yes, and there's written documentation that you've agreed to this, then, then we'll go ahead with it. I think it'll be fun. Might have to take the cannibalism perk. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I think that's, that's fun. Let's see. Four players enter. Only one leaves. <laughs> that, that might be a fun scenario, too. Whew. So that is the Fallout narrative campaign experience. That's in the workings right now. Everything is being prepared behind the scenes. The missions are being crafted. The skills are being developed. The campaign itself is being worked on. The story is being created. And once it is all done, then you will know. I'm actually going to release the spots and make them available uh, for purchase before all of these details are done, right? Because this will happen in February. That is the time of Fallout. That's when it's going to be actually filmed here at the Mini Wargaming Bunker in Welland, Ontario, Canada. If you guys haven't uh, done that already. Oh, by the way, last time I did the Resident Evil campaign, I made going to Niagara Falls part of the experience. And the players really enjoyed that. They thought that was really cool. Uh, they had never, none of them had seen the falls before. So seeing one of the seven wonders of the world will be part of this experience as well. And um, there may or may not be NPC interaction along the way. I'm just saying. Uh, so it's it's really up to you if you want that to be part of it. But I think there will be. What is Niagara Falls? Well, let me tell you. It is one of the seven wonders of the world. It is the largest. It's not the tallest. But it, it's the largest waterfall 
in the world. When I say largest, I think it's like uh, volume of water, largest, right? It's not the tallest. I know that there's taller ones, but it's massive. <laughs> Hardcore mode, going over the falls in a barrel. Okay, if you survive, then you auto win the campaign and you can have any mod you want. So if you want to be able to fly or run really fast or be invincible to bullets, then you can be. If you survive the barrel over the Niagara Falls, just saying. Yes. Okay, I think it's time to do a chaotic giveaway because that's what we're doing right now. Uh, we're doing the Chaos Space Rings. Why? It has nothing to do with Fallout, but it has everything to do with Chaos, and that's why you guys are here. It's it's hardcore mode, though, so it permadeath or your save is deleted. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have to consult lawyers before I make this campaign available. Chaos Space Marines. So we're doing the giveaway right now. If you guys want to win these 10 Chaos Space Marines, there is a certain keyword that you need to enter before this happens. That keyword is, give me a moment here, I got to actually type it in. That T, the keyword is one word, and it's going to be fallout. For those of us who have English as a second language, we spell it as such, F-A-L-L-O-U-T, fallout. Type in the word fallout if you wish to win these 10 Chaos Space Marines. If you're listening to this afterwards, this is what happens live. Get a chance to listen to the live Shrine of Chaos, and then you can possibly be one of the winners of the shiny gifts of chaos that are sent through the warp and given to the denizens of the warp at some point in time if the pantheon allows it if it wills it i'm just allowing all the people to enter the words right now i think they will i think it's fun it's going to be good for business okay we have a number of people here that are eligible to win. I'm going to go ahead and click on... Wait, no. I'll give you guys another second here because maybe you didn't hear me before. So if you want to win the Chaos Space Marines, type in the word Fallout. And make sure you spell it correctly. If you do, then you'll be entered to win. Three, two, one. You've been given enough time. I'm going to roll for the winner right now. And the winner is Nicodemus1360. Congratulations, Nicodemus1360. You are the winner of these Chaos Space Marines. I'm going to send you a message here on Twitch. And uh, just give me your ad address. I just said hi to you. Give me your shipping address and that'll be shipped out. And tell me what you won too. Tell me that you won the 10 Chaos Space Marines. So that I remember. And that the chances of you getting your prize in a timely fashion and the right prize mailed to you is drastically increased from who knows what to 100%. And that's all. So there will be more details on the Fallout narrative campaign experience to come in the weeks to come. And uh, once that video goes live, the video is in the promotional video for the actual players, the player spots to become available. I will let you all know. I will let you know. And uh, like I said before, it's first, first come, first serve. So if you want to be one of the players, then watch out for that. Also, just as a reminder, if you want... To be, if you want to submit any narrative, mission narrative ideas, email me, dave at miniwargaming.com with your mission narrative idea. And just know, 
like like I said before, don't write a whole paragraph. That's not needed. It's just an idea. It's a couple sentences. I mean, heck, it could be a paragraph if you want it to be, but an idea for a mission, or it could even be an idea for the overall campaign, whatever you want. This isn't something that's needed. This is just something that is fun to do. The default is I will do all this stuff and I'm going to tweak it anyway. So if you give me an idea, I may tweak your idea. I very well, uh, actually I will. I'm not just going to take it as is. I have to tweak it. I have to make it fit within all of the other missions and make them all cohesively uh, strung together in a way that makes sense. So just know that your idea may be altered or changed a little, but you will be credited for it in the actual campaign itself, should I use it, which which I will, because last mission or last campaign, I did that. I credited the people that uh, came up with the ideas, and it was fun. So for those of you who already submitted ideas into the previous campaigns, I'll say the campaigns plural, because I did that for both the Resident Evil one and the previous Fallout one, then, uh, then you know what I mean. You know what I'm talking about, and it was a lot of fun to include your ideas. So thank you very much, guys. Uh, stay tuned next week for the Shrine of Chaos, and happy wargaming.